as sensitive people, we can get lost in our emotions. But when we create art from those emotions, we're both, we're not limiting our feelings. If anything, we're expressing them even more so, but we're going on top of that and we're we have something we can share so other people can have that same cathartic experience and it all kind of contributes in a really productive way because as you know as artists we can get lost in our emotions or we can create something beautiful from even our most difficult experiences and so I would say that's where sensitivity becomes my superpower Welcome to the Sensitive Success Podcast. I'm Frida Carbo, founder of Sensitive Success Circle, the mastermind for sensitive coaches and changemakers who want to create success in their way with the help of their sensitivity. I have spent the last decade recreating my life. I moved from Sweden to New Zealand with my husband and two kids, working online, creating the life and business that I love with a mission to help others do the same. One of the things I learned is that we have so much wisdom inside when we learn to trust and take aligned action. And even though we're responsible for our journey, we don't have to do it alone. I do this work because I'm committed to helping highly sensitive, introverted, intuitive coaches and changemakers to do the work they are called to do in a way that works for them. I know it's possible and creates so many ripples. My intention with these episodes is for you to be inspired, empowered, and to know that you're not alone in your business adventure. If you haven't already, come over and connect with me on Instagram at Frida Carbo. Thank you for being here because it means that you're creating sensitive success too, which is precisely what the world needs. Welcome. In this episode, we're going to talk to Emily Tameo Maher. She is a book coach and best-selling author in women's spirituality. Her newest book is The Meaning Method, A Spiritual Path to Writing and Publishing. Emily helps writers and entrepreneurs find their voice, grow their audience, and successfully publish their book. She's from the U.S. and now lives in Bogota, Colombia, with her husband and son. I'm so excited to have you here, Emily. Welcome. Yes, I feel like the change we want to make in the world is so aligned. So I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Definitely. So tell me a bit about your story. How did you get into book coaching and to Bogota? So, you know, I moved to Bogota 12 years ago at this point, and I was a school teacher for seven years. And, you know, at some point, I think I was burning out a little bit and I started book coaching on the side. And so there was the work I was doing in schools. And then I really connected with helping women write their books. And that was in 2017. And I especially resonate with people who perhaps find themselves in the wrong career or starting to feel burnt out. Honestly, that's how I felt as a teacher. And I started, I remember I had clients in New Zealand and Australia, and I would get up at 4am to be able to do book coaching meetings with them, where we would just talk out their books and their messages and the stories they wanted to share. And I was so excited about it that I would do it before and after my work in order to make that change. And so that was 2017. I made the change in 2018 and have developed this spiritual path to writing and publishing that I've been really happy about ever since. And so 
women who are creating careers as spiritual entrepreneurs, that's where my heart is. And I love just being in conversation with this whole kind of micro economy that's blossoming and how we're all participating in one another's content and worlds. I suppose that's how I made the change. Love it. Love your energy around it as well. Uh, You can really feel the passion is there. So what is success to you? Success to me, going back to that story, I remember a time when I couldn't imagine working with like-minded people, using my own schedule to make the difference I seek to make in the world. And so I remember as a teacher looking out at that as a possibility, and it just seemed so crazy. And so to have arrived at this point where I'm going on five years in business, serving in the way I want to serve, and at the center of my book coaching business has always been this phrase to end poverty or create economic opportunities by bringing meaning into people's lives. And I know during the pandemic, many people were writing books. So during the pandemic, my business didn't slow down at all. It sped up, in fact. And so during the pandemic here in Bogota, Colombia, where I live, we were able to support other families, et cetera, with you know, the the money that this business was generating. And I was so happy. And this is how I would define success is that's the difference I always wanted to make in the world is by bringing meaning to people's lives and doing something that supported women and made them feel good by doing that, being able to create more economic opportunities for people during the pandemic who had lost them. So many people lost their jobs during the pandemic. And so at least we were able to create a stable hub where families, kids, friends of mine were able to stay employed. And I created some new jobs. And that's really the success I I have at this moment and just am excited to expand. Love it. It's, yeah, it's creating win-win-wins, it sounds like. Exactly, which is what this is all about. Yeah. Love it. And how do you use sensitivity as your superpower? Sensitivity is my superpower because I'm all about helping people write books and helping people get their message out into the world. I've noticed something that happens called catharsis. Whenever I'm coaching someone through a story or through a book, be it fiction or nonfiction, there are these cathartic moments where they're able to subjectively feel the emotions, feel all the emotions of their experience. And at the same time, because they're writing it as a story, they're able to simultaneously feel it and be subjective about it, but also be some objective about it sometimes for the very first time. Time And I think that is such an amazing moment full of spiritual growth. And I think this is what art and stories and books really have to offer the world is that as sensitive people, we can get lost in our emotions. But when we create art from those emotions, we're both we're not limiting our feelings. If anything, we're expressing them even more so. But we're going on top of that and we're 
we have something we can share so other people can have that same cathartic experience. And it all kind of contributes in a really productive way. Because as you know, as artists, we can get lost in our emotions, or we can create something beautiful from even our most difficult experiences. And so I would say, that's where sensitivity becomes my superpower. Mm, Yeah, love it. And yeah, it's so powerful as well to, to really get it on paper and see it from that objective side and in a way that contributes to others as well. Absolutely. And actually, over the years, there's this manifesting path that I became really enthusiastic about studying. It's a a spiritual path down the chakras. And I use it specifically for the various stages of a book. But I think if you're familiar with it, you'll notice that it applies to business and all sorts of different realms, anything you want to create. And that's something I love to talk about that I think is really helpful if you want to get deeper into that. Yeah, it's really interesting. And that's one of the things that caught caught my attention with you when I saw your account on Instagram. It's like, wow, this is different. I haven't seen this before. So yeah, tell us a bit more about that, please. Thanks. Yeah, it's a structure that's easy to relate to because if you've ever done yoga, you may have heard about the chakras and we're used to the ascending path of spirituality. Many of us use the chakras to going from the root chakra up the chakras to the crown chakra in order to have a more healthy, vivid, spiritual life. It's a path we're walking over and over again. But I remember I was taking an energy course in uh, energy medicine, and I learned this path of creation. And it's actually the feminine path down the chakras. And so it starts at the crown chakra and then goes down. And so, of course, all the time, I'm applying this to writing a book. And so the crown chakra is your spiritual connection, but it's also a center of inspiration. So if you have creative whispers, ideas for projects, those are coming in through the crown chakra. And then in this uh, in this manifesting creative path, the next chakra down is the sixth chakra called the third eye. And this is where we get vision. This is where we start to fantasize. If we have this idea, then we start to really live into the fantasy of what we want to do. And specifically for, for books, this is also where the practical design aspects come in. So perhaps we're creating the outline here. In any creative project, you're not only getting into the fantasy of it, the big dreamscape of it, but you're also starting to see, okay, what can I envision doing in order to make this come to life? How would I design this? You know, I sometimes in the meaning method, my book, I draw the metaphor. If you're going to create a bridge, the third eye is where you get out your protractor and your ruler and you just start creating the design. And so that's your design mind in the third eye. And then in the throat chakra, you experiment with your voice. Sometimes this is where the inner critic comes up, but this is not an editing place. The throat chakra and open throat chakra is where you can be playful and fun and say what you need to say without editing yourself. Then in the heart chakra, this is where you make your creative practice a daily thing that you love. You create an intimate relationship where you're coming back to your creative project, no matter what 
uh, you know, as a mom myself, I'm a mother. And so I say, this is where you're changing the diapers, no matter what happens on this creative project. You love it. You nurture it. You're there for it in the heart chakra. And then in the solar plexus, that's where we go pro. This is the willpower of with a book editing and getting it ready to go out into the professional world. I love this kind of symmetrical dynamic. The throat chakra, which is right above the heart chakra, is where you play with your voice because you can trust that the time to edit will come later on. Say everything you need to say and then make those professional decisions about how to polish before you publish, make those later on, because unless you fully express yourself, the work will be stilted in a certain sense. You really have to go to expression during the expression time, feel safe because later you'll go pro, you'll polish, etc. Leave that till the end. Then the sacral chakra in the manifesting system is birthing your creative project, publishing your book. And then in the root chakra, this is where we lay down roots to give it a life of its own. This is where the safety and livelihood of this thing that we're putting into the earth happens. And so we grow roots out and reach out like the roots of a tree to grow the audience, to make the connections. And so that's this grassroots outreach of growing out an audience, which is also something I love. Wow. That so that's amazing. the whole process. <laughs> yes. I can go on and on about that because I wrote a book, The Meaning Method, A Spiritual Path to Writing and Publishing. And that's the project I just finished and birthed myself last year was this latest book. And it was so much fun to go deep into that spiritual path. Yeah, sounds amazing. So yeah, if someone followed me, they know that I've uh, been on and off about writing a book. And I I feel like I have two books inside of me, uh, one more fictional or fantasy book, and the other one more practical. But what is your advice? Where would someone go if they really want to write this book? I love that I write fiction and nonfiction too. And so first of all, just starting at that crown chakra is it's where you just start taking notes. I have notebooks everywhere assigned to different books where I start collecting the ideas like just little droplets of water. And I think in the beginning, sometimes in this crown chakra phase, I can't wait to hear more about your books. But in this crown chakra phase, sometimes we have multiple ideas and this can stunt us because we don't know where should I go? What should I do? And so I think in the crown chakra, when you're first starting to jot down those ideas, you're getting those, you know, soul inspired whispers, you'll notice if you keep on writing them down, one idea at some point will start to gain momentum and clarity it will move naturally down into the third eye and it will start to get some structure. Mm. I like to say, trust the crown, write it down. And so just keep writing it down in the crown chakra. And then it's, then it will slowly move into that third eye where it become, you get more clarity. Mm. Sounds like a really dynamic way of, of writing or starting. Yes. And um, actually I have, 
If you ever want, I have tons of fun freebies on that. One is that I just released recently. I call it the Motivation for Writers Workshop, and it helps you just start to get some of that structure. So if you have a book idea, you can start to plug it into some of the structures. That's something I just really started um, putting out there for free in the last couple of weeks. And it's been really fun. People have sent me their worksheets just so I can see what they're doing with it. And it's been a fun, creative project. Perfect. Would love to link it in the show notes, if that's all right. Yeah, perfect. So what what do you see is the biggest problem that people do or, or what they do wrong when they try to write a book? I think to get started and get momentum, people get blocked in different chakras. I recognize this with a lot of familiarity because I work so much with it. But I would say right in these upper chakras, when it's time to dream and imagine, people sometimes get stuck in fear, et cetera. And what I love to do is help people to start just sharing their early ideas in social media posts. So whether you're writing fiction or nonfiction, if you are excited about it, don't send it to some critic who is going to tear it apart or edit it or something like that. If you start talking about it in social media with like-minded people in a supportive community, then that starts to become more excitement. That becomes more accountability because then you get in a habit of doing that. So especially for people such as ourselves who work in you know, this kind of spiritual entrepreneurial realm, I think it's great to make some of the ideas for your manuscript, the content of your Instagram posts, let's say, and then you can just start to copy paste what you think of and post, and then just start collecting those droplets. In the beginning, just write it down, start collecting it. And then, yeah, by, um, if you want to coach or if you want to go further with it, then get some professional support to be able to help you sculpt it and get it ready to publish and launch. But in the beginning, just keep on nurturing that idea and putting more words on the page. Mm, perfect. And um, one fear that is coming up is we have so many things to do as uh, small business owners. Absolutely. And why is it important to prioritize writing a book? One thing, as I was mentioning, especially as business owners, often we can feel like we're putting out so so much content, air quotes, content. Mm -hmm. And then it's just kind of flying into a void. It's just everyone posting on top of posts and top of posts. One thing I have loved about my experience writing a book is you're collecting something bigger that becomes more profitable, that becomes more fulfilling, that becomes more meaningful. And so for instance, I published a book September of last year, and that book was collected a lot of the ideas in this book were collected from posts and blogs that I had created throughout that year. And so when as a business owner, now that I have that book out, and I'm regularly telling people about it, the meaning method is spiritual path to writing and publishing. But once I'm sharing that book, then all of a sudden people are discovering me on Amazon. 
and that's bringing more people to me. And so if you ever feel like you're just posting posts into oblivion and they're not accumulating into anything meaningful, I really think bringing these two sides together, both your the content and writing you're already doing, and then sculpting it into something of more depth, something that's uniquely your message and your brand. It takes your business to a new level and makes it more profound and allows you to reach out to more people, serve more people, have more people discover you because you've collected your knowledge into this wonderful, affordable object that is a book. Mm, Love it. Yeah, because then you put things out at the same time and at the same time you really get something bigger because sometimes it can feel like you're just put things out and it disappears into the social media world. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I will say, you know, I guess I'm going to amend my answer from before is that I know that people have dreams of writing books, but if it's not integrated into your life in some way, if it's not part of something important and meaningful, it gets pushed aside and that's natural. And so that's why I think it can be really great to start sharing about that book because it's not that secret thing that you will do at some point when you have time after everything else gets done, when it's a part of your life and you really know how important it is, then it all integrates together, which is wonderful. I think this is why so many people would love to write books and it's difficult to get the work done because it's not integrated into other places of your life. But I think this is the number one place to integrate it is to start creating community around it in these platforms that we all have access to no matter where we are in the world. Mm. Yeah. How long would you say it takes to write a book? It takes, um, it takes me a year and a half as a full-time mom and business owner it really 18 months, that's my number, but it takes different people, different amounts of time, depending. So I have people who have finished books in three months, nine months, three years, five years, just um, all around. But I think if you're really concentrated on it, a year, a year and a half is, is a great amount of time to be able to live your life, do other things, but also make steady progress and then launch that book. Mm. Love it. Perfect. <laughs> Love your questions. Looking into my calendar. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's exciting. And if you have a lot of content and you're clear on your message, sometimes nonfiction books can go a little faster than fiction books. But I've helped with wonderful fantasy books that really express a lot of spiritual ideas in the world. I love doing fiction and nonfiction. I think they're both very important. Mm, yeah, me too. Both with the fantasy to entice the the mind to think bigger and think in other concepts than it normally would, but also really practical tips and how-tos are really important as well. Mm. And it's a genre that sells really well. My clients who I, uh, some of my clients who are selling fantasy right now, they're beating me. They're selling more books than I am in spiritual self-help. So I think it's a great genre to get into there. I have a client, uh, Joanne Stevenson, who wrote a book 
the goddess has your back. And it was about a 12 year old girl who was being bullied in high school. She was, she's biracial. So she has a black dad and a white mom, and she is the only biracial kid in her school. And then all of a sudden, because it's a fantasy book, she realizes she has these kundalini spiritual powers and so she has these powers within that were misunderstood and call and causing her to be bullied but as she learns you know her place and the purpose she's supposed to serve in the world then she's able to turn everything inside out and it was so fun to support and helping um joanne write this book because Obviously, it goes to girls in middle school who feel this way about themselves. It raises awareness around bullying, around racial issues and all of these other things. And so it was just really fun to support. And anyone who is doubting the place, the importance of fiction in our world, that's a book right there that I will bring up in a moment to show that the impact fiction can have, especially on young people who learn about spirituality and then build their confidence, et cetera. And so it all goes towards a great purpose. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the new times mythology, like mm -hmm. the stories are so important. It's what we can resonate with and see things from a different perspective, but also see ourselves in it and see how we relate to reality. And yeah. It's powerful. Yeah, love it. So how do you think that highly sensitivity is, is highly sensitive, especially good at writing books? Or how do you feel that that comes into it? <laughs> Absolutely. Highly sensitive people are artists, are writers, because any kind of art is an emotional experience. It's not a data-based connection that you're making. When you can empathize and understand people, you can create books that change the world and that really move people's hearts. And so I think that that is the best thing to bring to the page. And I think as highly sensitive people, It gives us confidence. It shows us our passion and our place in the world. And it's some of the best ways in which we can contribute. Of course, as healers, we contribute. As listeners, we contribute. You know, as mothers, as sisters, as family members, we contribute. It's so important. But when these people express themselves, when highly sensitive people express themselves and put their message out into the world, then it changes in a concrete way that isn't going to disappear. And then also, it's something that lasts and grows. And so it's not as if every time you want to show your purpose or make a change, you have to get back in and do it, you know, one by one, helping people. No, you can distribute this great work and then it grows your career. It helps people. And it's a win-win situation, especially for highly sensitive people who are fully capable of understanding and moving the masses. I think it's great. Yeah. Love it. Great. So if someone wants to learn more from you, where can they find you? We're going to link the, the resource in the show note, but is there anywhere else you would like to point people to? Well, we met one another on Instagram. So emily.tamayo.com 
Maher. Tamayo is T-A-M-A-Y-O dot Maher, M-A-H-E-R. So finding me on Instagram, I'm always on Instagram. And then on Amazon, The Meaning Method, A Spiritual Path to Writing and Publishing. My name is the author name. And yeah, I love to support. I have great free material if you are thinking of writing a book. But yeah, it's great to be a part of this community and help people grow in a really important way. Perfect. We'll link those in the show notes as well. Is there anything else you would like to add before we stop? It's been so great talking to you. So much good information. And yeah, is there Thanks. anything else it's, you would like to add? It's just a pure pleasure. And I know that I've been highly sensitive since I was a kid. When I was a child, I didn't know what it meant. And I think often, you know, I would get stuck outside of conventions. I know I couldn't take tests for, for anything, but growing into this space of spiritual entrepreneurs, I'm amazed that there really is a place for highly sensitive people to serve and not just conform. So it's been a pleasure to talk today and I'm happy to support in any way I can. Yes. Perfect. Love it. And yes, there is definitely a place for us. So great talking to you. And I'm sure we will talk again. Thank you so much. You too. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This podcast is put together for you to see what is possible and how to use your sensitivity to create success in your way. If you know anyone who would find this conversation useful, please share. And if you share this on social media, tag me in and I would love to reshare it. Come over and connect with me on Insta at Frida Carbo and tell me your biggest takeaway from this episode. Thank you for listening and remember to keep shining so that those who need your help can find you. <laughs>